This episode of The Real Fit Podcast is brought to you by The Real Nourished Newsletter. Real Nourished, reinventing your relationship with food, is for you if you are ready to stop micromanaging your food and exercise so you can start fully showing up to your life. Each biweekly issue features evidence-based tools that will help reduce your food-related anxiety, improve your body image, and help you embrace exercise as a form of nourishment, not punishment. When you subscribe, you'll get my free guide, 11 Things You Can Do Right Now to Feel Better About Your Body. To get in on it, just click on the link in the show notes or visit my website, pam-more.com. You can't grow, you can't get out of your comfort zone without experiencing that fear. And every time you get uncomfortable, every time you try something new and you, you sit with that feeling of discomfort instead of running away from it, your comfort zone gets a little tiny bit wider. Welcome to Real Fit, a podcast featuring real conversations with real women athletes. I'm your host, Pam Moore. I'm a freelance writer, body positive health coach, certified personal trainer, and a mom of two. And like you, I don't have time for bullshit. I created this show for every busy, badass woman who struggles with the question, am I enough? I'm here to tell you that you are And my goal is to share stories that will inspire you and let you know you're not alone. Thanks for being here for this episode of Real Fit. Hello, welcome back to the Real Fit Podcast. This is your host, Pam Moore. I am back with another 10-minute Tuesday mini episode. On our last 10-minute Tuesday, I shared one of my favorite strategies for dealing with imposter syndrome. I'm going to link to that in the show notes. This one sort of builds on that. They sort of overlap a little bit, but um, I want to share with you another strategy for dealing with imposter syndrome. Backing up, what is imposter syndrome? The term was coined in the 1970s by a psychologist, Pauline Clance, who was noticing that many high-achieving women were prone to experiencing the sense of unworthiness, this feeling that any of their accolades were a fluke, that they didn't really deserve any of their success. And it didn't make sense because these women in general were highly successful. You dig a little deeper into what's going on when you're experiencing imposter syndrome and the fact that you don't feel like you have any business being where you are or trying whatever it is you're going to try or applying for a promotion, a new job, attempting a new sport, whatever it is, in a way it totally makes sense to feel that sense of panic and, oh my God, I'm going to be found out as a fraud. Because we all tend to experience that when we're trying something new. The way I see it is when you're trying something new, you're inevitably going to experience growing pains. Those growing pains often come in the form of imposter syndrome. Probably at least once a week, I ask myself why I am a writer, (laughs) even though that's what I do. I find it incredibly hard to actually get words from my brain to my fingertips onto the screen. Or I can make words, but they have a hard time making them make sense. Like in my mind, whatever I'm thinking is so brilliant. And then to communicate it in a brilliant way or an even decent way is really hard. Even these articles that I write, like I just wrote one for the Washington Post on jump roping, which I'm happy to link to in the show notes if you have jump roping curiosity. 
you would think this is so straightforward. It's just, why is jump roping popular right now? How do you get into it? What are the do's and don'ts? It's not rocket science. Certainly not a think piece. But after you've inter- or after I've interviewed more than half a dozen sources, and I'm like drowning in interview transcripts, and I'm trying to distill all this information down into what's going to be really helpful and useful for the reader, I can get really overwhelmed. And maybe I'm writing a lot slower than I think I should be writing. My inner, my inner critic is getting really loud, like, can't you write faster? Why aren't you done with this yet? And it's hard, right? But I also like to think that I'm a better writer, right? Like I have a friend who used to always say, "You, it doesn't get easier. We, we, we used to run together. He would say, it doesn't get easier. You just get faster. So maybe I'm always going to have some of that insecurity, but maybe I'll be a better writer. Maybe I'll face that insecurity when I am, you know, taking on more challenging assignments. But anyway, I think the idea of seeing imposter syndrome as some natural growing pains is a really helpful way to reframe it from this is uncomfortable, so I better stop to, oh, this is uncomfortable? Great, this is a signpost telling me I'm going the right direction. Because the truth is that fear is the price of growth. You can't grow, you can't get out of your comfort zone without experiencing that fear. And every time you get uncomfortable, every time you try something new and you you sit with that feeling of discomfort instead of running away from it, your comfort zone gets a little tiny bit wider every single time. It's, it's a growing pain. We know this. Now what? Well, I'll tell you now what. When I was in graduate school in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, my good friend from undergrad, Alyssa, came to visit me. Alyssa, if you're listening, what's up? I don't know if you know that I've remembered this story for uh, going on 20 years, (laughs) but I was driving us around Chapel Hill, and not surprisingly, I was getting very lost. I have a penchant for getting lost. I always have. This was in the early 2000s, so we didn't have like phones. You know, maybe we had a flip phone. Didn't have smartphones. Didn't have GPS. And I'm just going, oh my God, Alyssa, I'm sorry. We're lost again. Oh my God, I don't know where we are. Don't worry, I'll figure it out. You know, and I'm just getting like really uptight. And Alyssa is known for being really calm. She didn't care. She was like, look, I'm on vacation. I'm just here to visit you. And then she said this thing that has stuck with me for all these years. She said, Pam, Think of this as your bat mitzvah. Okay, what what does driving a car and getting lost have to do with one's bat mitzvah? <laughs> At your bat mitzvah, you're standing on the bima, you're reading from the Torah, it's Hebrew, you've got all your friends and family there, half the people or probably more, let's be honest, 95% of the people there may not even be able to read the words that you're saying, and probably the only person who knows what you're saying is the rabbi. So you can kind of do, I'm not suggesting that a bat mitzvah girl get up there and do whatever she wants, but like you could probably be cursing in Hebrew and nobody would even know. You're up there and you're doing it. And if you make a few mistakes along the way, it doesn't matter. Your friends and family, everybody in the congregation is going to congratulate you. They're going to wish you mazel tov. They're going to hand you a card, give you a gift. They're going to be proud of you no matter what. It doesn't have to be perfect to be worthwhile. And more importantly, like most people are not going to notice. What ends up happening if you get too hung up on what everybody's going to think of you, you can 
descend into perfectionism. And perfectionism is never, ever good. Perfectionism is actually a version of procrastination. As we keep telling ourselves, oh, I just need to research one more thing. I just need to do one more thing. Or I just, I want to get it right. It needs to be presentable. All the time that you're taking researching and preparing is time that people aren't getting to experience what you have. I want to read you a quote. This is from The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And I really love this quote. That's a, That book, no joke, not exaggerating, changed my life. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Perfectionism is not a quest for the best. It is a pursuit of the worst in ourselves. The part that tells us that nothing we do will ever be good enough. That we should try again. No, we should not. Okay, I love that quote. And I want to tell you real quick, just about to kind of put this in context, how this actually relates to me starting this podcast. I had wanted to start it right around the time that the pandemic began. And right away, I was like, oh, forget it. I just don't have the bandwidth to start a podcast on top of everything else without childcare, without school, blah, blah, blah. And as the months wore on, it became really obvious to me that you really don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. You know, I think if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's that the future isn't necessarily predictable and that it's arrogant to think that you're going to have time to embark on all the things you want to embark on later. All we really know for sure that we have is today. And so when I kind of figured that out, I went, you know what? I've been wanting to do this podcast forever and nobody out there is expecting it. Certainly nobody is expecting it every week. Certainly nobody is expecting studio quality audio. What if I just put it out there the best way I know how to? And I will admit that I had some real fears about how much it would suck because I know things suck at the beginning. That's how things are. Like if you look at my early blog posts, which please don't, they're bad. And I had to write the bad stuff to eventually get to the good stuff. And I felt like, my God, you know, my podcast is probably going to be like that. It's probably going to be some bad to get to the good. But if I'm too scared of creating something bad, I'll never I'll never get to the good. And as I said before, as far as like the bat mitzvah thing, like nobody, I don't think, is expecting this to be this American life. If you were expecting this American life, like, I'm sorry, this is not that. Um, this is just me in my office sweating because I turned my fan off because I didn't want the background noise, <laughs> but our we don't have air conditioning and our swamp cooler is broken and we're waiting for a plumber to come. That's a whole other thing. But this is just me making you a podcast and I hope you like it. Okay, let's call it my bat mitzvah. And I hope, I hope that you will remember that whatever it is you're trying to do, whatever you're on the precipice of, that you freaking go for it knowing that the harshest critic that you will ever have is yourself. So go easy on yourself. Treat yourself like a friend and know that everybody who's watching, or let's say, let's be more accurate, anybody who might be watching, not probably not as many people as you think, they're probably just going to be pumped that you got out there and you did something. They're not going to care how well you did it. Moving on, a huge, huge thank you to everyone who has texted me or Facebook messaged me to say that they like 
what I'm creating here. I really appreciate that. You have no idea how much it makes my day um, when I just get a message that that people are out there listening and liking it. Also, thank you so much for the reviews and ratings. And if you haven't, please go ahead and give me some love on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, because that helps more people find the show. want to shout out a couple of kind reviewers. I have no say con... Nose con, I don't even know what this person knows. I'm gonna say no say con car, nose con car, refreshingly down to earth. Pam is incredibly articulate, intelligent, funny, and self effacing. Um, She brings these gifts to the art and science of interviewing really interesting people who share their journeys with a focus on career and their own joyful movement and how to strike the balance. Thank you. I also have a really sweet review here from Nina Badson, who says it's a refreshing voice. Pam is a refreshing voice in the fitness and body image space. I love her questions with athletes. She's a great listener and she brings the conversation interesting directions. Can't wait to hear more. Thank you so much, Nina. If you want more info about imposter syndrome and you haven't yet, go to my website, pam-more.com. I have a little gift for you there. If you haven't yet subscribed to my website, If you do now, you will get a free PDF. It's like a little cheat sheet on how to deal with imposter syndrome. It's five of my favorite imposter syndrome busting strategies. When you give me your email, all it means is you're just going to get like a very intermittent update from me. I will never spam you and never sell your email. And I, so (laughs) I promise you, I will rarely, if ever, be emailing you more than twice a month. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being part of my podcasting journey. And until next time, keep it real. 